Hey there, welcome to the Book of Adora podcast, the podcast where we discuss the lore of the Legend of Zelda series, of entries that are both canonical and non-canonical, and of questionable canonicity. I'm your host, uh, Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. This is part two of our series on Zelda Unrivaled, the third episode of Zelda Unrivaled. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that did happen. Episode three, part two. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Bonus this... episode ten, part three, part two. <laughs> yeah, because part two was part 1.5. This game has had more episodes than, like, Ocarina? I, Ocarina was... Was it only two? It was three. I, it was three. It was three. Episodes. Okay. Okay, so it's equivalent to Ocarina of Time. Yes. Not if we don't count the Havsies episode. Last we left off, all of the Hyrule Warriors had gathered together. Yeah! That's the name of the game! You know, Ellie, we really are the Zelda Unrivaled. Uh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good meme. It's a good meme, and I'm glad that it's here now. So, um, everybody's here because after they got rid of the spirits... Uh, no, they didn't get rid of the spirits of evil. They closed the gates of souls and plunged through them also, which brought them all back to the single place where Lana sent everyone. This scene has one of my favorite conceits of the game, which is Zelda says something nice to Link, and I think he kind of looks bashful. And then, like, Lana's in the background just looking like... Somebody kicked her puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, like, being flensed with knives over there. Oh, no. Yeah. But it, it's really funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, I wish I could be in the... Oh, I want to be in the middle of that sandwich. Nintendo won't let me. Nintendo won't let me kiss or even say anything about it. They can't respond to this in any way. And also, it's the bit where... I think this is also the sequence where Minda turns to... Uh, Lana and goes, okay, listen, you need to explain to them the shit that I saw back there because this shit was freaky. And to catch up our listeners, since it has been a minute since the last episode of Hyrule Warriors, it was revealed in the sequence where Lana teams up with Minna that Lana and Sia are the same person. Though in the Havsies episode, we did end up talking about how Sia's like a foot taller even before her heels. Crystal, you, did, you may not have caught this, but Sia is like, yeah, a foot and a half taller. She's huge. Like She's... four shades darker and with the different hair color, she might as well be a different, entirely different person. In this art style, she might as well be a different person. Yeah. She also has more mass in uh, other areas. Oh, I'm not even looking down. Oh, no. <laughs> she face only. <laughs> uh, face only. Face only consideration. Yes. Her mass face hovers a foot and a half above Lana's face. Yes. But yes, yeah, she does have mass if titties. Um, <laughs> let's not talk around these things. Let's not be coy about it. Uh-huh. She knew what she wanted out of herself, and that's what it was. So Lana has to explain to everyone that Sia is her and that they were the guard. I don't know if she actually explains that they're the guardians of the Triforce exactly, but she does explain that they need to go after Sia, but in order to take on somebody who has the power of the full Triforce, reminder for our listeners that during this entire segment of the game, Sia has the entire Triforce, that they need a weapon of equivalent power to fight against it. They need the Master Sword. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that, that actually makes perfect sense. 
The only part of it that doesn't make sense is that they've gotten this far since they're going up against a sorceress who's running around in the open world with the entire ass Triforce. You think Sia is gonna do this story without being fought by the Master Sword? Probably not. Apparently not. We, we missed the part where Ganon has has uh, come back. He's not entirely back yet. Mostly back. Um, no. I have it written down here. Ganon oh, here's my question for you, Cameron. How come in uh, Triforce of the Gods, why didn't Ganon just use the whole Triforce to summon a big gun that shoots Link? <laughs> I think that the Triforce couldn't grant any more of his wishes until the wish to rule the world was granted. Okay. It was using up all of its memory. Yeah. All of the RAM was currently engaged. CPU th- bottleneck at 100%. It was a very big wish. It's a big wish from a big heart that's very bad. Is this not the point where, like, Ganon is controlling Sia? Well, he's not exactly controlling her. Well, she- he calls her his puppet. Okay, so... Our, our our listeners with better memories will recall that Ganon, at some point in the indeterminate past in this version of the story, uh, his soul was broken into four different parts and hidden in different timelines. And uh, <laughs> one of the things that happened when Sia made her wish, the real effect of her wish on the Triforce was to merge the realms for the purpose of breaking the chests in which Ganon's spirit was sealed. Now, the final chest is still sealed by the Master Sword, but... The fact that three of them have been broken is plainly enough. So he brings the three segments of his spirit together and makes himself a body. And he's like a early 90s, late 80s hair metal rocker. He's got a lot of hair. He's got a lot of hair. It's about how much Twilight Princess Ganondorf would have if he let his braids down. It's your favorite character. The one you've been wanting back. It is. Ganondorf. This is the... If we were to pretend that this was a canonical Zelda game, this is the latest appearance of Ganondorf. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to that, won't we? And the his qu- first appearance in how many years? It's the first appearance. Uh, Zelda Muso came out in 2014, so his first appearance in eight years was in Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Uh, okay, so Ganondorf's back, and he's like, This body is not yet complete, but it will more than serve my purposes. And Ganon's all like, you've been my favorite puppet yet, Sia. And it's like, what a fucking fanfic self-insert <laughs> line that is. And he holds her down with his, with magic, his magic and steals the Triforce. Uh, no, he doesn't even do no, that. Sia has the full Triforce. She so. has the full Triforce. And he just like waves his hand at her and slams her into a wall. And she's like, oh, oh, I better get rid of these Triforce pieces. No, so what Sia does is... She uses the Triforce of Power to bust out of his magic chains, and then goes flying towards him, and then Ganondorf just punches her. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what's wrong with that, exactly? Is it a warlock punch? <laughs> no. What, it, what, do you have issues with this sequence, Crystal? It, well, it just seems like Ganondorf is very strong. Yeah, he, he's provably very strong. The bit that happens right before this is he gets her pinned against the wall and she sends the Triforce of Courage and Wisdom away back to their proper owners. And then she uses the Triforce of Power to try to fight Ganon and he just slaps the shit no, out of her. No, she sends them away after she gets punched. After? Yes. She's got the whole Triforce, the whole ass Triforce, when she throws down with Ganon and just gets knocked out. Yes. 
All right, I guess Ganon's very strong in this game. And uh, okay, so he's only at three quarters of his power. Yeah, he's only at three quarters of his power. And uh, then Sia sends away wisdom and courage. Thank you for having this video open, Crystal, because I'm clearly forgetting the order of operations for this particular sequence. And uh, then she uses the Triforce of Power to zap Ganon away and send him off to some other place. And it's like, girl, I feel like there's holes in your plan here that you sent the other two Triforce pieces away before using just one of them to throw him across the continent. Yeah, it what? Little, yeah, why'd she do that? A little strange. Yeah, it's not clear why she did that. Yeah, the only way it make there's only t- the only way it makes sense if that's just how the author wanted it to turn out. And you know, we can we can lean into this idea that Sia is the author of this story, but there's also us leaning into the idea that whoever was think who was writing this didn't want us to think about it very hard. But sure, that's Sia too. Literally. Oh, her, her first line after she see, after she sends Gan away is, "I will reclaim the Triforce." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just yours. <laughs> you had it. She had the whole fucking thing. That is a little strange, but I guess we just have to accept that the master, uh, not the master, sorry, the Triforce doesn't do much in this game. Why does it Ganon can't do much in this game? Why does Ganon need the Triforce if he's already stronger than the Triforce when he only has three quarters of his power? I'm going to have to edit in that fucking silence, I guess. Seven so this, seconds, me. This is when the the squad... Yeah, the whole squad go for Master Sword. Decides that, yeah, Link can wield the Master Sword because he's the... He's the... Uh, re- he's the hero. He's the reborn spirit of the hero. The single soul that's reborn in so many different time periods. So it's t- time to go to the Temple of the Sacred Sword. Mm-hmm. Which Where I've is, noted there's a great Metroid Prime song. Yeah, it, 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 the song that uh, plays for this particular mission is the one that I'll be using as the intro for this episode. And it's good. And yes, it does sound like Metroid Prime. And uh, they, basically the whole thing is there's bits and pieces that happen in this mission. But the real thing that happens is they get the Master Sword. But drawing the Master Sword breaks the seal on the final piece of Ganon. That's a ba- this is a stupid plan. <laughs> it's not a good plan. You don't use your evil defeating weapon to seal away the evil in a box that's behind it. But if you draw the sword, the box opens. Yeah, why don't they just seal it in in it? Like <laughs> Even demise. just yeah, like like demise. But I mean, the master sword has proven itself to eat devils. Yeah, they should really set the master sword to eating cannon. Yeah, maybe this is how you defeat the calamity. Is you split you split him into his quantum pieces and you just leave just one little quantum so so the triforce doesn't have to resurrect him but he can't do anything crystal, that would make I, sense if you knew how the wish worked crystal i th- i really think you should read read the um the key line of this game <laughs> oh which one is that it's, it starts with even Link became convinced. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is um, for the narration uh, after this mission, even Link became convinced. Uh, this is the part where I decided, like, I got to quit this game. This is where you went, man, fuck this game. Trying to find this line. This is after the Master Sword? Yeah. That's where it is in Monica's notes. Okay, hold on. Before the Temple of Souls, I have it. Even Link began to feel that he was invincible while the Master Sword was in his hands. There's a little bit more. 
Soon he was allowing overconfidence to cloud his judgment, rushing headlong into hordes of enemies. Sia had been waiting for Link to overextend himself, giving her a chance to strike. As the two sides battled, unknown eyes watched from the shadows. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, there's nothing like this morality story where you're not supposed to run off into battle in a Musou game. Don't charge headlong into hordes of enemies. You're overextending. Link can't rush headlong by himself. No. And the idea that it's unknown eyes watching from the shadows. Sia knows who it is. She knows exactly who it fucking is. So they go and they lead the attack on Sia. And also, I think partway through this fight, Ganon shows up. He's just like, hey, I hate all of you. That's the nice part about this chapter. Ganon showing up? Yeah. Because you figure that during a battle, Ganon would be disruptive. Yeah, see? Yeah. I like Sia's villain line here. A sword is just a tool for the weak to swing around. Only fools and men put confidence in them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, including the master sword, which is, you know, the sole thing that can break the tool, the gift of the gods. I love how melodramatic all of Ganondorf's intro cutscenes are in this game, because it's just stuff like him floating up into the air with the calamity looming behind him, with lightning striking while he laughs real loud. You have to fight Dark Link. You do fight Dark Link, who's summoned by Sia, and you can defeat Dark Link, but she keeps summoning more of them, powered by the arrogance in Link's heart? Well, because he's he's overconfident. He's overconfident. He's arrogant. (sighs) That's 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 our link. <laughs> that's, that's certainly a flaw that every or some links have had. That's something that's happened in the past. Why? And then he's fighting down um four or five different dark links, and then they all jump on him all at the same time. But it's okay because the Vocaloid's there to save him. And then all the other warriors show up. All the Hyrule unrivaled. I I can't forgive them for doing this to Link. No. No. Talk about it. Link is supposed to be, he has his heart in balance. He is an essentially good character, even more than any other aspect of him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine even with the idea of a Link who's maybe a little too cocky, maybe a little too headstrong. But the thing is, he isn't. They just say he is. Yeah. (laughs) They don't, they don't, they try and go for this uh, particular turn of the plot without putting any work into it. The most you get is Proxy going like, wow, Link, this sword is really great. And and them saying like, oh, yeah, we can beat them up all on our own, which I guess every Link has done. But also, you do beat them up all on your own because this is a Musou game. Right, you're just doing what you've been doing for the past few hours, but they say, oh, Link, he's getting a little overconfident. He's getting a little bit sure of himself, isn't he? A little bit persnickety over there. A little bit big for his britches. And, um... And and real strength only comes from knowing your weaknesses. Yeah, that's what Impa says. Um, but what I think the narrator says in the sequence after this is, The Master Sword is a mighty weapon, but its true power can be used only by someone who understands the bonds of friendship. Okay, this is the part where I quit the game. That, yeah, that was the line. <laughs> you forgot demonstrably not true it's a very not true skyward sword link was a huge dirt bag who didn't understand friendship at all 
Ocarina, the hero of time was a stoic warrior monk who had no relationships with people. And he was 10 when you could describe him that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is a very different rendition of the Master Sword, I think, as compared to the usual. The power of friendship. The power of friendship. Okay. Um, this next sequence, if I remember, is very important uh, because... Sia sees Ganondorf coming and sort of freaks out. She's not that scared of Link, but when Ganondorf shows up, she's like, I better pull back. So she pulls back into the Valley of the Seers for a one last stand against the forces of the light. And, uh... She's using her life force to fortify her troops. Yes. Um, Sia, who has the Triforce of Power, is drawing on her life force to fortify the strength of the monsters that she's summoning. At cost to herself. At cost to herself. It will end up killing her if she doesn't not do it. Because she doesn't have enough magic to do otherwise. Even though she has a Triforce of Power. What does the Triforce of Power do in this game exactly? Uh, what gives you power? What kind of power? Power of friendship. Strong. Is it as strong as Ganon? No, Ganon's stronger. Ganon's stronger than the Triforce? Yeah. Okay. So it's not, so the Triforce of Power in this version of the setting isn't actually worth very much. Okay, no, it's like this. The Triforce of Power is a really... It's like a really good uh, pair of AA batteries. But even if you have a really good pair of AA batteries, you are limited by the capacity of the connectors inside your Xbox 360 controller. Okay, so you're saying... That the Triforce of Power is like a pair of AA batteries that never run out. Yeah. But Sia's own personal life force is like a car battery that's on its last legs. She can produce more wattage than the Triforce of Power, so to speak. But she can't keep it up for very long. Yeah. Does that sound kind of absurd, according to how we've understood the Triforce up to this point? Well, I I think it's more like you, you need to know how to fully channel... The power of the AA batteries. Uh, Sia, the guardian of the Triforce since time immemorial, who in this version of the setting is Hylia, basically, doesn't know how to channel the AA batteries. She's never done it before. She's whisked on the Triforce. Maybe because Sia's a god, she can't properly use the Triforce. You just glared at me. This was brought up in the mailbag episode, but she does change the universe Uh with a wish on the Triforce. I know demonstrably not a god in the way that matters. Mm. Anyway, um, I'll stop harping on that point. I tend to harp on things for too long at a given time. In well, it's like, okay, here's here's another analogy. If, if, if the Triforce is like a car battery, yeah, sure, a car battery has a lot of power, but you might find it difficult to to try to hook it up to your Xbox 360. We keep coming back to this Xbox 360. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being I'm being too much of an Xbot. You might oh. have trouble hooking it up to your Nintendo Wii U. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you me. might you might have a system of like adapters and wires that you've made, which is say Sia's magic trying to channel the Triforce, but it's not really doing it in the most efficient way possible, and not using the Triforce to its full capacity. You need to get the right adapter from Micro Center. So Ganondorf, in every version of this setting, just has the right adapter. Yeah, he lives right next to a Micro Center. And he has Amazon Prime. 
Well, Ganondorf's old school. He bought his shit at Radio Shack. Oh. Last from the past. I haven't noted in this episode or this chapter of the fight, you summon the great fairy who summons a, I guess the the wing crest. Yeah, the blast. crest of Hyrule. Oh, it's used to blast the the enemies down. Yeah, it like dispels all the empowering magic that Sia's entire life force had been put into. Great Fairy's just like, nope, bye. And the team runs over to Sia, and I note here there's a long pan over her thighs, butt, and boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is this when Lana cradles Sia? Well, I mean, Link has to beat her up first. Oh. Link yeah, fights her, and then there's this long thing, this long sequence where Lana holds Sia as she's dying, and Link's just off to the side, I guess, staring at the sky, doing nothing in particular, because he's not in the sequence. He doesn't really care. And Sia says, Lana, I thought this was what you wanted. We both know he doesn't choose you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lana says, you don't always get the person you think you deserve. She thinks she deserves. <laughs> Lana's like, I deserve Link. But I know I can't have him. It's like, you know he doesn't choose you, and they both stare pointedly at Zelda. I hope nobody else is in the room when this happens. It's very awkward. It's very awkward. And then, um, Sia kind of Yoda's out and dies. Uh-huh. Um, Crystal, this was brought up in the little mailbag bumper that we did. Do you read any intimacy in this sequence between Lana and Sia? Uh, I think intimacy of the self. Okay. As one might talk to oneself while dying. Yeah. That's fair. But no, like, romantic intimacy. No, I think th- I think they know each other very well, as one might know oneself. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so Sia dies, and they get the Triforce of Power from her, and Lana and Zelda and Link all make their wish, and it turns Hyrule back to normal, and everything's good. Um, is this the part where we should talk about Linkle? No, we'll save her for after. So, um, now that we've reached the end of that arc, we shift over to where did Ganon go? Why isn't this the end of the game? Why isn't this the end of the game when the good guys have control over the entire Triforce? The rest of the crew pieces out. They go, they, they fade. They fade out like, uh, Marty McFly when his parents don't make out. Right, and they the dis- illusion is dispelling. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, you would probably get the same reading from the end of the Wind Waker campaign then. Um, and then after everybody pieces out and everything's at peace in Hyrule, we switch over to like, where's Ganondorf? And the Muso team is like, we want players to play as Ganondorf, so let's let's do part two. And this entire part of the game has very little story to speak of, except that Ganondorf runs around kicking the shit out of people. Uh, bending Girahim and Zant to his will. He summons them. He summons them out of uh, their imprisonment in darkness, is, I think, the phrase that's used. Oh. They're not dead. They're imprisoned in darkness. This is like Metal Gear Solid V Chapter 2 Revenge. I haven't played that one. Well, it's the, well the first chapter is Race, and the second chapter is Revenge. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is much like... You are getting some kind of... Ganondorf doesn't get to claim revenge on anyone. The so, the winds. The, he's a dick. The winds. Wind indeed. Wind from this fart that I give to that <laughs> entire line of reasoning. Okay, so... Ganondorf 
proceeds to kick the shit out of everyone. That's the entire plot for this part. He gathers up his forces, musters together all the monsters that could be under him. Um, I can't remember if he kills Wizro and Volga or not. I don't think he even runs into them. Wizro and Volga are out of the story now, right? I think so. And, uh, yeah, he just, uh, he just leads an assault on Hyrule Castle with his vast army of monsters. He's got a lightning skyward strike. He does have a lightning skyward strike as his special attack. It's very demise. A lot of Ganondorf's moveset in Hyrule Warriors, and he, they gave him two very good movesets. The Trident moveset is actually much better than his, um, double sword moveset, because the double more sword moveset feels very brutal, but the trident moveset is cool in how many different references to past appearances of Ganon that it has. You would really like that moveset, Crystal. Yeah. It's very cool. We forgot to mention that when the heroes split ways, because they do just before this, Lana keeps the Triforce of Power, but Link and Zelda keep Wisdom and Courage. Yeah, it's theirs. It, it wasn't there before. No, it was always in Link. Remember? That's how he blocked the fireball. Oh. Okay, fine. And Zelda just inherits it. But wait, what was Lana's... Lana's always had the Triforce of Power. Guarding. The balance. She's like... She's just the guardian of the balance of the Triforce, which no, the doesn't... the Triforce isn't there. No, the Triforce isn't there. She's just sort of like, I guess, uh, Michael Moorcock's eternal champion. We can talk about that on another episode. But anyway, yeah, am I leaving out anything really huge and just saying Ganondorf runs around, kicks the shit out of everyone, and then leads an assault on Hyrule Castle to steal the Triforce? No. So Will the light endure, or would darkness spread across every corner of the land? Huh. These are our pressing questions. Yeah, Monica's... Whilst... Re- <laughs> Whilst thou suck, or wilt thou soar? Uh, Whilst thou get the girl, or play like one? Oh... Yeah, you forgot. I no, of course I wouldn't forget. It was a Blades bad. will bleed. <laughs> Shields will shatter. <laughs> oh man, Nintendo marketing in that decade was really something. Crystal, do you remember that uh, Yoshi's Island commercial where the guy eats spaghetti until he explodes? No, I have not seen this commercial. Oh, um, you actually might be too young to have seen that commercial. Our listeners don't have to put up with the actual waiting, so let me pull that up real quick. Oh, this is so 90s. Uh-huh. Hold on. Let me know what you think of that one. This man's eating too much spaghetti. His shirt's coming, is like, ripping apart because he's eating so much spaghetti. Angelo. He says no more, but he ate one more bite. And he just exploded into goo. <laughs> that went over everyone. It's because they stuff so much content into Yoshi's Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically that scene from uh, Stand By Me. That was what they called the movie adaptation of The Body, right? Yeah. Where the kid throws up and then everyone throws up. It's that same kind of gross out, but it's a commercial that aired on primetime television for children. The 90s were a very different time. You really had never seen that commercial, Crystal? No. Oh, man. It wouldn't have made me want to buy Yoshi's Island. It sure didn't make me want to buy Yoshi's Island. In fact, it made me somewhat more secure in owning a Genesis, which, you know, was a different kind of mistake. Uh, You're better off not buying Yoshi's Island. Yikes. I'll keep that in mind. I might edit that part out so you don't get hate mail. Let me 
let me be clear. Your son sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you think of Yoshi's story? It's really good. It's the good one. Ah. They made it good. You are a genuine Yoshi. I've never rebel. played either of them. Oh. <laughs> I just love Jeff Gersman's bit. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with Gersman's bit, but that, that, we, 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 we can get back to this. When, when you lead the assault on Hyrule Castle, what happened? Well, no, Ganondorf fights Lana first. Oh. And Lana, and takes the Triforce of Power. Yeah, and she's like, oh no. Oh no. And he lets Lana go, though. Yes, of course, because it's, it's totally what he does. Yeah, he totally lets people go after getting what he needs from them. The wind. <laughs> he fights Link and Zelda. And lets both of them go after defeating them and taking their Triforce pieces. Let's both of them go, the hero and the princess, who he recognizes because he's Ganon. He knows these people. He knows what they do. But he does not kill them for no reason. So he's got the full Triforce now, and it's time to make a wish. Yeah, but he doesn't just make a wish like a regular person. He has to perform the dark ceremony. I thought it was just that he wants a lot of monsters. No, he's making a dark ceremony. Oh, okay. And he summons the monsters to buy him time while he completes the ritual. Right, to, to properly channel the power of the tr- of the true force. Uh-huh. I thought you'd like this part of the game. It's all about Ganon kicking people's asses and winning. And letting and letting them go, because that he's got to let them put up a good fight. Yeah. That's Ganon. He's very sporting. You did really, in, you did really enjoy beating people up as Ganon. Oh God, I loved it. He has by far the most fun move set in the entire game. There's no comparison. So there, there's this change to the scenery once Ganon gets the full Triforce. He hasn't made his wish quite yet, but everything's bad now. It's almost like the Dark World, and there's a giant flaming sword in Hyrule Castle, like the big sword for Mario RPG, but oh, it's yeah. on fire. Uh huh. Just to let you know that Ganon's bad. And it's like Demise's sword. Some time must have passed in between when, like, Lincoln's out to get routed and when they come back to the castle. Uh, he seemed to have started pretty fast. That's just how powerful Ganon's magic... We've confirmed Ganondorf is more powerful than the Triforce to start with. Uh-huh. In this setting. Oh, yes. An unspeakable ritual. Okay. Yeah, the unspeakable ritual. The unsp- unspeakable. Monica... Yes. Okay. You fight through this part where you're fighting against all the summoned boss monsters and there's lots of enemies and you're losing things, but you manage to fight your way over to where he is. What is the unspeakable ritual and then what is its effect? He he turns into... That, that's the effect, but what's the ritual? I don't remember. <laughs> he wishes on the Triforce. Okay. That's the unspeakable ritual. Who would remember that, Cameron? Me. Okay, that's his ritual. He's going to touch it. Yeah. Does he touch it? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. The effect is he turns into a big oinker. Just big old pig boy. He's a big pig. And that that's the entire thing. His wish on the Triforce, once he has control of the engine of creation, is to break the seal on his true power. And he turns into Ganon who has all the attacks and weaknesses of the other boss monsters. How convenient. How fucking convenient. You get the light arrows and all of the friends, because they've reassembled, 
all of the friends put their energy into the light arrows. They just Genki Dama the shit out of it. It's the power of friendship. It's the spirit bomb, and you throw it at Ganon after you've knocked off all of his gross parts. And then um, the, the different parts of the Triforce come flying out of him when you hit him with the light arrow spirit bomb. And then Lana grabs power, and Zelda grabs wisdom, and Link grabs courage, and then they all hold up their pieces, and it shoots a Triforce laser at Ganon's chest, and he blows up. And that's the end of Hyrule Warriors. The the team pieces out again. The t- I, okay, something I want to point out here is, um, you know how Midna said that she had been transformed into an imp by Sia? Uh-huh. It was Sia's magic that did that. But Sia dies, and Midna's still an imp, and she doesn't seem very concerned by it. And th- Well, Lana's maintaining the spell. Well, <laughs> that, seems Lana. Like, that seems like kind of a dick move. Why is she doing that? Uh, well, she prefers Minna to uh, to Princess Minna. Oh. She likes short stack. Oh, oh, I'm glad you said that so I didn't have to. I know the thought occurred to you. It super did. Lana, well-known tune fucker. No, I don't mean like that. It's just like, you know, that's her preferred character design. Man. <laughs> and I she's like- keeping these people alive because... You know, to her, they are uh, sentient beings and not merely illusions. Uh huh. But they are not. That these still are not the genuine article. Oh no, certainly not. Okay. It's time to return the master sword. Oh yeah. But <laughs> no, no. The, this the, tell me the best scene in the game. Lana points out that. She's not the one to do that. Yeah, I can't be the one to return the Master Sword. It's you two who should do it. Because you two always save Hyrule together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then instead of like talking to Lana or inviting her along I'm anyway. Try to comfort her. Or anything like that. Link and Zelda just look at each other, nod, and walk the fuck off while Lana stands there looking sad again. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awesome. It's it's really funny. It again, is the best scene in the whole game. Very unintentionally so. Um, yep, definitely. Crystal, what do you think? Poor Lana. <laughs> that bad, huh? It's pretty bad. <laughs> How can you say poor Lana when you're putting forth that she's the one writing this story? Well, yeah, she's always, she's obviously going to give herself a tragic ending. Oh, okay. She yeah. likes the angst. Yeah, lots of people love angst fic. She likes pining for Link. She doesn't want to be with Link. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll buy that. His heart's not in balance. Oh, uh, yeah, this one. This one's no good. Gotta find another one. And uh, is that the end? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, they, they push Link, uh, put, tries to push the Master Sword back into the pedestal. But, but he can't do it. Spewing evil shit. Yeah, it's spewing out the bad. The bad is also in the Master Sword pedestal. So Zelda has to help him and sword then- down. And then the light returns to Hyrule. The end. Roll credits. This is not a great story. It's not a great story. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd also argue it's not a good story. Does Zelda Unrivaled Hyrule All-Stars have a good story? Is Hyrule All-Stars the one what got Linkle in it? Yeah. Okay. Crystal, are you at all familiar with what goes down with Linkle? Not at all. Oh. Okay. Did I end up linking you to that Linkle story compilation? Uh, maybe, but I didn't see it. Oh, no. Hold on. It's time for Linkle. 
I love Linkle's design. She's very cute. I, I yeah. love that they gave her <laughs> double crossbows. Here you go, Crystal. Here's the whole thing. 13 minutes. Oh. Double crossbows are strong. Crystal, why don't you tell us what goes on in this? Well, Linkle is but a humble farmer who has a special compass. And then she hears from some villagers in town that the castle has been besieged and Princess Zelda herself is fighting the monsters. And Linkle's like, I gotta get over there to help. So I'm gonna take my my compass and my two crossbows. And I'm gonna go be the hero. Yeah. Because her grandma told her she was the hero. And the funny part is that one of the villagers is like, but everyone's grandma tells them that. <laughs> That's a good part of world building. What if Linkle is the hero? Like she's the one with the reincarnated spirit of the hero? Yes, because Link, this Link doesn't have his heart in balance. Oh, yeah. Just saying. You're not wrong to point that out. Linkle has, I would say, three major character traits. Um, she's really brave. She thinks she's the hero. And she cannot follow directions to any capacity whatsoever. That includes standing in front of a, a post sign with not just castle written on it, but like a picture of a castle. And an arrow telling you which road to take. And she just goes the other way. She longs for adventure. Is that how she ends up in the Lost Woods? Yeah, she intentionally went the wrong way. She's scenic route. Uh, All roads lead to the castle. I'm so. not sure if that's textual, but where <laughs> does she end up, Crystal? Well, she ends up in the Lost Woods. Uh-huh. And she meets the Skull Kid wearing Majora's Mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> With tattle and tail. Yep. That's also, that's exactly what's happening. And the funny part about this thing is that I don't think Sia knows Linkle at all. Linkle's sort of doing the whole Rosencrass and Guildenstern thing. So if we want to pretend that everything around Sia and Lana was made up by them, Linkle's shit may be in the text meant to be read as like, no, that's the real Skull Kid that she beats up. You're saying this you think is a, so? a different writer? In the text? I'm not convinced that in the text of the game we're supposed to read the story as being written by Sia. You don't think... Linkle is an OC made by Sia. Oh, is that? <laughs> oh, if you can't kiss the hero, be the hero. Right, you've you've never made like like a little supplementary work to the main fan fiction? I have. <laughs> that that's a real thing. I don't tend to go in very hard on OCs though. They're not really my bag. Why are you laughing? <laughs> she's not quite an OC. She's completely an OC. She's, she's literally an she's OC. She's Link, but you know, a little bit more special. Yeah, she's just a little bit more special with her double machine crossbows. Which I love. I also love her hood. It's very good. Yes. I would like it, please. Yeah. I mean, you can make that. Yeah. So she, Skull Kid steals her compass. And she gets the compass back from Skull Kid after kicking his ass. And where does she go after that, Crystal? Well, after that, she goes <laughs> to the... You know what? I can edit out any silences. You can wait a minute. Okay, there's a long sequences of cutscenes here that shows Linkle was there in the background of all the events of Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosencrest and Guildenstern. Would you mind explaining to the audience what you mean? Um, there's a... Rosencrest and Guildenstern are characters from Hamlet. Okay. And there's another work which, instead of being killed, 
they actually go and have a background adventure. Mm-hmm. And they're they're there when everything else goes down. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. She's part of a very long literary tradition. So she was there at the Water Temple when they exposed the fake Zelda. She was there at the fucking imprisoning ground when the imprisoned was unleashed. At some point she met up with Princess Midna. And this is where things get interesting. So Midna is a princess. She was uncursed at some point. And she was uncursed by an object of great shadow magic, which you might recognize, Crystal. What is this thing? That's the crystallized form of Ganondorf's power that was shoved into Link's head. Oh. Except in this, it's twilight magic. That makes sense. Does it, though? Does it make sense that Ganon's magic turns her back into a princess? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can accept that. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, the listeners can't hear me shaking my head fervently over here. No, because... In, in Twilight Princess, yes, it does transform Link, but it transforms him into a wolf, his untrue self. Uh-huh. It doesn't do shit to Midna. No, but ostensibly if it did, it would turn her into an imp. If it did a thing, yeah, it would probably turn her into an imp. It doesn't do thing, though. From a t- tiny creature into a beautiful woman. And uh, true form Midna's moveset in this game is fucking dope because she summons like laser cannons and shit. She has the Mirror of Twilight, right? She, she shoots a laser out of the Mirror of Twilight as her biggest combo ender. It's sick. I love it. I like how Linkle is very determined to save Zelda. And they end up finding out that this artifact, which has transformed Imp Midna back into her true form, is also the source of the Twilight that is covering Hyrule. And in order to save Hyrule from the darkness... They have to destroy the evil magic. So Midna gives up her true form willingly by destroying this thing to save Hyrule. That's nice of her. That is nice of her. And it's also never resolved. She's just an imp forever in this version of the story. Yeah, it was a big sacrifice. If you do a bit a poll, I think people would prefer Midna in her imp form. I don't know. No? Uh, I, Crystal? It, I, you might be right, but I think that the margin would be pretty narrow. Uh, I think it would be pretty close to 50, yeah. Huh. Uh, people really like True Form Midna a yeah, lot. But... True Form Midna is much easier to ship with Zelda, for one. Fair. Nobody really ships Imp Midna in Zelda, except in a very adversarial way. Also I don't know fair. what happens after this. <laughs> oh, you want to know what happens? Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll just we'll just let you watch the rest of this uninterrupted. Then we'll talk about it. Is it, is it she just goes on more adventures? Yeah. That, that's Linkle, always on adventures. And then she meets up with Impa. And she's uh. like, good job, Linkle. You really are a hero. <laughs> yes. But without Link and Zelda knowing, because they're not at the castle. Yeah, they're off putting away the Master Sword during this final battle. Yes, because monsters are invading the castle. Where do they come from? No one knows. It's a little bit strange because all evil sources have been defeated. Yeah, it's fine though. It's a Musou game. So the real final battle is fought by Impa and Linkle and Lana. Yeah. Is there something in, in these in these cutscenes that I'm missing? Because it's just, yeah, she was also there. She also fought some guys. Oh, that's the whole it's thing. It's completely it. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Were you looking for something more than that? Yeah. No, that's, 
That's the whole thing. She doesn't get real revolution resolution to her arc. She just she's there at the battle at Hyrule Castle, which I need to point out is a completely separate battle from the one that she was actually leaving to go participate in. That's pretty funny. That's funny, but it's like she's there, she's at the battle, they win the battle, and she leaves thinking that she has proven herself the hero and fulfilled her destiny. She has proven herself the hero. And fu- and fulfilled her destiny. Okay, look, what I'm saying is it's like she just ends up being the butt of the joke. I know, that's a little mean. And if you were looking for more than that, this campaign will not give it to you. So Linkle's design, the Musou people really wanted to make Link's sister. Yes, they did. And then Nintendo flat out refused. They were like, no, 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 no. You don't get to make an OC that's related to the hero. Link has a sister and his Errol. I think somebody more or less said that. Right. What if Linkle was an adult Errol? With two guns. Okay. That would be sick. There is always a bird in these endings. Yeah, they love birds. I think that's a Muso thing. Is it? I have no idea. Because it just reminds me of... Um... I love her, like, <laughs> that really girly skipping thing she does after the battle, just going along between all the different soldiers. Like, yeah, we did it. She's so chipper. She's sure that her grandma would be proud. And Impa's like, yeah, kid, that makes sense to me. The compass doesn't do anything. No. Well, it's magic. What, what did it do? Shut up. And then as it pulls out and they're having the celebration, Link and Zelda walk back into frame, back toward the castle, and they're like, we were gone for five minutes. <laughs> Why are you like this? So what are your thoughts on the Linkle story, Crystal? There's not much to it. Yeah. Nonetheless, she's really got a following. Yeah. Uh... Linkle is probably the most popular OC to come out of this game, unsurprisingly. They should let you make Link a girl. Yeah, they should let you do that. They should let you do that. Yeah. And we'll double crossbows? I don't think that's necessary. (laughs) No. But that's it. Crystal, where do we stand on how this game fits in the timeline? Uh, What do you mean? Is it that time? I think it's time for us to have... We haven't covered the Wind Waker story. We actually did that in the Havsies episode. Oh yeah. Do you want to do you want to go over it just real quick? There's something about Darkseer? Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> look, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, okay? Okay. So, the Cliff Notes version and I can send you the video for this later if you want, but the Cliff Notes version is that after all this is over, Lana's hanging out in the Valley of Seers and a dark shadow shows up and Lana's holding the Triforce of Power in her hand and she turns around and she's like, what? And the dark shadow grabs the Triforce of Power and flees. And the instant it does that, um, Hyrule is transformed again, only now it's being merged with the Great Sea. Okay. And Tetris on Windfall Island and she's like, what? And then we cut back to Hyrule Castle where... Zelda, Link, and Impa are standing at the front of the parapets watching all this happen. And Zelda's like, huh. And Impa turns around and looks at Link and says, yeah, we're going to need you to go check that out. And Link runs off to go check it out. And he ends up saving Tetra from some monsters. Hmm. And it turns out that uh, all the monsters are being summoned by this person known as Sia. And uh, then Lana shows up because she can feel Sia's energy. And at some point... The King of Red Lions, not the boat, but the actual Daphnis Nohansen Hyrule, shows up, and he's part of the he's part of the party too. And so you got your four person party: Tetra, Daphnis, Lana, and Link. 
And they find Sia, but it's not Sia. It's Dark Sia. And she's trying to... Uh, she has all of Sia's magic. And so he's trying to become the real Sia. And they defeat Dark Sia. But Dark Sia was only a puppet of the real mastermind, Phantom Ganon. Wind Waker, Ooh. Phantom Ganon. Phantom Ganon from Wind Waker. Uh. And it turns out that Phantom Ganon was the shadow that stole the Triforce of Power and used the power of the Triforce of Power to steal Sia's magic, which is actually how it's affecting change on this global scale and where it's drawing all of its strength from because Sia is so powerful that that's why the Phantom Ganon is so strong. It has nothing to do with the Triforce of Power. It's all Sia's magic. And also, Sia is still alive, by the way. She's here. She's okay. somewhere around here. And she's trying to get her magic back and take it from Phantom Ganon. So everybody goes and they fight Phantom Ganon. And everybody's like, oh, we have to help Sia. Everybody go help Sia. We care about Sia a lot. And that There's actually a lot of dialogue to that effect in the sequence where they go and fight Phantom Ganon. And uh, they Sia has to use all... They give all their energy to Sia so that she can form pseudo-light arrows and blast Phantom Ganon with them, which breaks his hold on her power, but she's so drained she can't participate in the rest of the battle, and then it's up to the heroes to fight Phantom Ganon, and he's like this big, silly boss fight. And they defeat Phantom Ganon, and the Triforce flies out of him, and <laughs> and Sia gets the Triforce of Power, or Lana gets the Triforce of Power. They're the same person, the difference between them doesn't really matter. They, they hold their hands on top of each other, and the, the Triforce of Power is superimposed on top. But... Sia's hand is the one that's on top of Lana's hand, and she's the one who's really cradling it. Okay. Lana's hand, lending support to that hand. So um, then Daphnis, even though they're still in the Phantom Evil Fortress from Wind Waker, uh, Daphnis and Tetra peace out and cease to exist Marty McFly style again. And... They've already ceased to exist, even though the Wind Waker world is still here. I just have to reiterate that. And then Sia, Lana, and Link all go back to Hyrule Castle, and everybody's fine with Sia being there. And then Sia, Link, and Zelda wish on their pieces of the Triforce, and they fix the world. And then... Um, the Great Ocean goes away. The Great Ocean goes away, yes. And Hyrule's back to the way that it's supposed to be. And then everything is good now. And Sia and Lana leave. They don't merge back into one person or anything, but they go back to being the guardians, the twin guardian balancing the Triforce for all time. The actual end. What do you think? I don't think this is very good. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with it? It's like, it's not canon. It's not, what? what? <gasps> you, you can't have an end as a, end as a tragedy. Why can't my OC be happy, Crystal? I mean, but why is there a dark Sia and who, where's Phantom Ganon come from? Where does Phantom Ganon come from, Crystal? Hey, Crystal, I have a question. Uh, who are some characters you might have used as the villain of this setting instead of Phantom Ganon? Because uh... me and Monica talked about this, and we had a couple. We had a couple that would have been, I think, pretty easy to pick, as opposed to Phantom Ganon, who, by the way, has no dialogue because he doesn't talk. Because it's Phantom Ganon. It's Phantom Ganon! One of the people that we thought, maybe they could have uh, co contrived a way for the villain to be Vati. Could have had Vati in there. Demise. Yeah. Wind Waker Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few options they could have gone with instead of Phantom Ganon. Nightmare. 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 That'd be cool. Oh, shit, that could have worked. That's a really good Oh, a good fuck. One. 
That's strong. Because that would tie into the Dark Sia thing. Oh, I would have even taken Chancellor Cole. Yuga. Yuga. Oh, yeah. There's so many options. It's not like the series lacks for villains with lots of personality. They just happen to pick the one that has literally none. (laughs) Because he's a shadow. A construct. And once again, the Triforce of Power doesn't actually do anything. No? Because he changed everything using the power that he stole. My favorite bit of the whole DLC is when everybody gives Sia their power because they have to believe in Sia. It's a real poochy moment. So it's time to discuss this game's canonicity. Well, we have to talk about the canonicity of the version of the story that we're talking about. Are we just doing the original flavors version or are we doing the legends version? It's all or nothing, baby. Oh. Yeah, it's it's all the same. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what's your take on how this fits into the timeline, Crystal? It doesn't. Oh. Uh, Why not? There's nowhere to put it. That's never stopped us. That has literally <laughs> never stopped us. But also, it's 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 also bad. I mean, we, we came to the conclusion that being bad isn't enough reason to exclude something from the timeline. Okay, also, it, it, it's... Singular in its treatment of the text? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It upends a few very... Very fundamental parts of the universe. But Crystal, why don't you want to try to make it fit? Let's try to make it fit, sure. Oh, okay. I heard you had some idea? Um, no, not really. My whole idea was basically leading up to yours in that it's a fanfic in canon. Like, even in its own canon, it reads like a fanfic. This is a story somebody wrote in the story. You don't think it's a sequel to A Link Between Worlds? (laughs) Okay, explain that one to me. Well, it... It would make most sense for it to be in the child timeline, since it mostly references games in the child timeline. Except for the whole thing where it also pulls from the adult timeline of Ocarina. Sure. And Wind Waker. And, and, and Wind Waker. And Wind Waker. And Marin. Yeah, Marin's in there. Well, it must be a sequel to Breath of the Wild. A sequel to Breath <laughs> Okay. Since all the timelines have merged. But Ganondorf is here. It's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. A prequel to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Good. This is actually the bullshit that Alex suggested to me like four fucking years ago. A curse on them. Um, no. No, no, no. The thing is, it deals with almost every single version of these stories that it pulls from has massive canonical problems reading it as being part of those same stories. Like, even with the Wind Waker stuff, when Daphnis shows up, um, Tetra doesn't know who he is. So this is these two characters from before Wind Waker, Daphne shows up because the gods specifically told him to show up. Oh yeah, I mean, they're definitely not pulling from the games as they actually happened. These are all simulacrums. This is established. Okay, so maybe it's better to say that it's disqualified from canonicity because it has no meaningful signifiers about where it should really go in relation to any other game. Link's Awakening is canon. Link's Awakening is canon, yeah. Triforce Heroes is canon. Triforce Heroes might be the most canon. We'll get to that. Four Swords is canon. Four Swords is canon, yeah, but that ended up being right next door to one of the linchpins of the entire timeline. (laughs) Breath of the Wild is canon. Breath of the Wild is very canon, but it's canoning in a troubling... Shit! Uh, It's canon in a troubling way. Oracles of canon. Are the oracles canon? <laughs> yeah. I'd call this less canon than the oracles. Ouch. Monica, you were saying? Oh, yes. Just 
this this game's title doesn't have Legend, Legend of, Zelda. of Zelda in it. Therefore, it's not canon. QED. Okay. It is not <laughs> it is not of the how many of them are there? Seven? Nineteen. Nine is not of the nineteen The Legend of Zelda games. It is as canon as Link's crossbow training. Same timeline. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't canon, but that we're going to end up talking about, how are we going to handle the CDI games? Are we just going to, like, watch long plays of them? Sure. Sounds fun. None of those have The Legend of Zelda in the title. They don't? I thought they did. They absolutely do not. I'll be. My theory is upheld. Woo! Well, I mean, that's one of the things that we laid out at the very start <laughs> of the series before you came on to it. Woo! Woo! But, but BS The Legend of Zelda is canon. Oh, yeah? <laughs> As is the cartoon. Is Satellaview oh, no. Zelda canon? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You must be thinking of ancient stone tablets. I must be. Okay, so the cartoon's canon um, for our reading of the cartoon. Is the serial canon? Well, we're not getting into this fucking territory. We're not doing this. I'm not doing that. Oh, there's also the Legend of Zelda Game Watch. Not to be confused with the Legend of Zelda Game and Watch. I think we've talked about both of those before. Not in depth. Not in depth. But do we need to? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we can do that in a miscellanea episode, I guess. The Legend of Zelda 8321 uh, is the official name of that game. Good. That's pretty cool. 8321. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that Hyrule Warriors presents too many textual problems for us to read it in a way that fits cogently with any other game in the series. I think that's fair. Yeah. It won't stop us from playing the next one. Oh no, Jesus, no, no! I'm pl- I, I'm already basically committed to getting the sequel. I enjoyed this one too much. It's just that the story mode was very silly. There's a lot of grinding. There's a lot of grinding, but it's grinding that's done in a fun way. If you like grinding, you'll like this. It's a Muso game. If you like those, I'm told that it's one of the better ones. Oh, what about my Nintendo Picross colon The Legend of Zelda colon Twilight Princess? Oh, that one. That was a 3DS exclusive, right? Off yes. The, yeah. Like an eShop? Wasn't that, a, wasn't that specifically a my Nintendo reward? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I never played that one. Never got it. Shame on me, I guess. It has Zelda in the title. It has. It has it's Zelda. canon. It's a Densetsu. It's a fucking Picross game. <laughs> it has Densetsu in the title. It's got Densetsu. You're not wrong. Ah. QED. QED. Okay, we're are we are we are we basically done talking about Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, it's not canon. Okay, it's not canon. There's no real way for us to address it as canon. The story was silly but fun. That's it. Is it time for questions? Yeah, it's, yeah, questions. We got we got quite a few emails and people send us emails. Emails. Yay. Where can people send us emails? You can send in emails to Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. That's Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. Our first email comes in from Wally. I just listened to part three of your Ocarina of Time podcast and heard Cameron's timeline theory and it blew my mind. Is there anywhere where it is in writing so I can digest it at a more comfortable pace? As of now, no, it is not anywhere in writing. Though in the lead up to the timeline episode, um, we have been discussing making a PDF to illustrate the entire a timeline. A slick annotated PDF. Yes, a slick annotated PDF. Yes, that, that would be our final uh, thesis, our dissertation. 
Yes. And we'll figure out some way to to put it somewhere that our listeners can grab fairly easy, right? Yeah. So, Uh, but yeah, the 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 cursed timeline as of Ocarina was still very much a, a draft. It was in its infancy, so to speak. It wasn't until we came across games like Four Swords Adventures <laughs> and, God help us, Spirit Tracks, where uh-huh. things started going well and truly mad. So keep your ears open, Wally. Um, <laughs> the, the theory will be enhanced. Yes. And um, the thing about it is that because we have this weird tendency to take games that probably weren't intended to shake the timeline that much and then use them to shake the timeline we're not going to start making the pdf until we're fairly sure what the timeline actually looks like because we have no idea before we record these things we might be able to do it part way through the breath of the wild episode you scare me when you say things like triforce heroes is the most canon (laughs) (laughs) have you played have you uh, how familiar are you with triforce heroes not at all. Oh, it's very good. I would say that it is a strong contender for the best game of 2015. Wow. If you have three, two friends. As a multiplayer game, it is genuinely... Like a cooperative multiplayer game, it's genuinely peerless in the genre. Two friends with internet-connected 3DSs. Or who happen to be sitting next to you. Right. Hmm. Okay, that's high praise. It's so good. Like... When we was on Let's Place and we put Triforce Heroes that high, that wasn't really, like, part of the grift. We just really like Triforce Heroes. But yes, we will be making something for it, but it won't come up until more or less the timeline episode itself comes out. And after that point, you can feel free to share it around and whatnot. Jasmine asks... This is, this is, this is after she had watched uh, a video from YouTube channel Vine Sauce. During Vinny's fight against Ganondorf and Twilight Princess, he was talking about wanting to see a team-up from all three of the Triforce holders and gets an external threat. My request is, what is your ideal design for an outside force that can make for, at the very least, an anti-heroic power Triforce holder? I want to hear what you two think of this. Sneeple. <laughs> uh-huh. Sneeple, as in snake people. Snake people. From Steven Universe. Yeah. Okay. The snonsters. The snake monsters? Yeah. How about you, Monica? The way I've heard the people who seem to desire this external threat and to have this big bad person that would cause Ganondorf to team up with Lincoln Zelda is in all of those Zelgan shipping. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fanfics. Yeah, 100%. But. You know, I don't think it has to be a, a power Triforce holder. No, no, no. Like, a, a, no, anti-heroic power Triforce holder means what makes Ganondorf into an oh. anti-hero. Oh, nothing. <laughs> I think that probably the simplest solution would be just come up with another ancient demon lord. I suppose so. Like, yes. the simplest thing is just to take, like... Okay, the, I have the, it. Okay, go ahead. Taboo. No. <laughs> No? No. It, it happened. I'm making the X shape with my arms. They're teaming up against Taboo, but they'll need Sonic to break his wings. Good. I'm glad I'm glad we're doing Smash Brothers talk. I'm glad that's where this went. Just make a Demon King, and the big twist at the end, it's going to be like the NES version of Double Dragon, 
where you manage to win, but there's like little tiny hints that Ganondorf's not entirely on your side throughout the course of the game. And this is a completely reincarnated version of the character, so it's not the guy with the same amount of baggage. But in the end, he is still himself, and he does remember who he is. How come Steven Universe fans keep expecting Sneeple to show up, but they don't expect Cookie Cat to come from space? Why Why don't you expand a little bit on that there? Well, you see, Cookie Cat is sort of, uh, sort of foreshadowing the story of Rose Quartz. Oh, we might have put up a steven universe spoiler warning spoiler warning steven universe you know it's like it's like an allegory it's like a metaphor Uh uh-huh but see with the sneeple who seems to just be you know a metaphor for the gems yeah people keep thinking there's gonna be snake people that show up and they're gonna be the creators of the gems or the true bad guys or whatever so all these Sneeple theories that you've been sharing in the book of Medora's Slack, have they just been you shitposting to us in particular? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's not more to it. I just think there's not going to be snake people as villains in Steven Universe Season 8. Uh, in the year of our Luigi 2089. <laughs> Jesus God, you... What? Yeah, fair enough. 70 years to get to the end of the next season. Well? that They have been slowing down almost geometrically. Everyone on this podcast really enjoys Steven Universe, is the thing. Steven Universe is a great show. It's genuinely one of the best shows on television right now. I recently rewatched the episode where Steven frees Lapis Lazuli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is extremely well done. It is well done. Yeah. It's, it's played like a horror movie. It is. Well, in that... St- version of the set like for that sequence lapis is very scary yes until he rubs his spit on her back and then she chills out no the whole part when she's in the mirror and playing the sequences yeah but all like there's a bunch of of it like even the just the part where she's out and she's got the blank eyes and the cracked gem that's still very unsettling Mm -hmm. the music is very good when she gets out yeah it is it is she's one of the best characters on that show yeah Crystal, which one of the emails should we read next? Uh, Let's read Daniel's email. Corrections on Triforce of the Gods 2. All right, and Daniel writes in. One, the Harry Potter paintings aren't the souls of dead people. We see Dumbledore's soul in the afterlife, and it clearly isn't in his painting. They're just weird, underexplained magic AI with the memories of the original person. Although most of them don't even have that and just repeat some behavior indefinitely. J.K. Rowling kind of made the inevitability of death and the need to come to terms with that a big theme in Harry Potter, hence why the bad guy is someone scared of death who seeks immortality, while one of the more good guys willingly dies and talks about going to the next big adventure, and the big twist is that the power of love is self-sacrifice. Make of that what you will. This has been covered in a previous correction, I think. Yes, it turns out the... the the paintings are fancy chatbots. They do have that machine learning algorithm. That was a neat thing about uh, the Harry Potter series that I didn't know because I don't know the Harry Potter series. Right. Is there any greater piece of Harry Potter fan fiction than Vanish Me Poopum? No. Vanish Me Poopum. Crystal, why don't you please explain Vanish Me Poopum? <laughs> okay, so J.K. Rowling. 
<laughs> yeah, take it, take it a second. <clears throat> so uh, years ago in Pottermore, which is sort of an ongoing Harry Potter story written by J.K. Rowling, uh, she revealed that w- back in the olden times, wizards would just shit their pants where they stood and use magic to vanish it. And this was recently tweeted tweeted out by the official Pottermore tw- Twitter account, and Twitter lost their mind because it's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. Somebody pointed out that the vanishing spells aren't taught until like second or third year. Yeah. Yeah. And then someone made a Tumblr post describing how awful it would be if you were just trying to get through a test in Snape's potion class <laughs> and the kid sitting next to you just lets out the nastiest, slimiest shit you've ever smelled in your life. Oh, no. <laughs> and you just hear him yell in a stupid high-pitched voice, Vanish me, poopum. <laughs> and the poop vanishes, but you have to know the kid sitting next to you just just shiz pants. Oh, Oh, Lord. Oh, help me. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm under control. I'm okay. I'm not going to lose it. I'm all right. This feels like a very mom thing. Like, mom thing to think of when you're changing your kid's diaper and wishing you could just disappear the poop. Where do do vanished objects in Harry Potter go? They're gone. What? They can just obliterate matter. Yeah. That seems dangerous. Well, don't worry about it. See, now, something that made me look at this differently is you, Cameron, linked to a Twitter thread about uh, hygiene in medieval Europe. Oh, yes. Yes. Where actually people totally would just, uh, you know, they they would unpants themselves first. Yeah. They they just take a dump in the streets. Yeah. That, that, that. Wherever they felt like it. That is a Twitter thread drawn from the Royal Art of Poison, which I actually just picked up at the library today because I want to read all that shit. Um, Literally. Literally. So, Crystal, what do you prefer? The, like, the version... Obviously, I think you prefer the version where all the wizards just dump directly into their trousers. Yes. But would it also be okay if they dropped trow and squatted on the floor? It's like, why why even bother? (laughs) Why go through the trouble if you can vanish it? It feels icky. Why can't you vanish the poop when it's inside of you? What if you end up vanishing your whole colon, Monica? Deny yourself the feeling of a good poop? <laughs> no. Ah, uh, okay. It's like, that, that's why they segregated themselves from the muggle world, is the muggle world must have smelled so bad. Probably. Vanish me poop. <laughs> okay, let's get to part two of no, the email. No, hold on. I'm not done laughing about this yet. I just want to say that them just blasting out the back of their pants is definitely... <laughs> funnier but i think it's truer to british history for them to squat shit on the floor and then vanish it uh, the credit where credit is due vanish me poopum uh, it was written by tumblr user brooke a wooka god bless you brooke that's wonderful oh okay 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 back to daniel's email i'm sorry daniel i'm sorry we we, we have a tendency to get sidetracked especially when it comes to scatological humor and Harry Potter. Two, the Legends of Localization article Cameron talked about in regards to the Zora fat joke. 
doesn't say that Nintendo created the text for both the English and Japanese versions concurrently. It just puts it forward as one possible explanation. The other being that, much like that one early Sailor Moon episode, and in light of recent controversies over Tamadachi Life's homophobia, they decided to change the objectionable bits in localization. The author of the article thinks that the later change explanation is probably more likely, and given later localization changes in Fire Emblem and the like, I'm inclined to agree. That's a good point, Daniel, though I do want to point out that localizations in Fire Emblem don't tend to be handled by Nintendo in-house. Usually they're handled by 8.4 Studios, with Fire Emblem Fates being an exception. What did you send me, Crystal? Okay, it's a Twitter thread. Oh, no. Okay, um, Twitter user at Moaning Turtle tweets to J.K. Rowling, Does Hogwarts have sex ed classes? This can't be real. And J.K. Rowling replies in three parts, Unfortunately, no. Wizards tend to be a little more conservative with such things. Of course, like all teens, they eventually figure things out and experiment with their sexuality. For example, group masturbation sessions are exceedingly common in the Hogwarts dormitories, particularly Hufflepuff. This is fake. Monica's right. Okay. She had her phone out. She was doing her research. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's a very funny joke on the escalation of the poop thing. Jesus God. Help me, Lord. I'm losing my fucking mind. But I just had to be sure. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that that that's that that is true. Um, I did that. That's a good correction. It's the best kind of correction, which is pointing out uh, me being wrong about something I wasn't super sure about. Uh, point three. This is less of a correction than just a note. But while the sages in Twilight Princess sealed Ganondorf in the Twilight Realm, and Midna says in Japanese that the Hyruleans believe it to be the afterlife. The Sages of Ocarina of Time also sealed him in the afterlife. The North American version of the text goes as, Ancient creators of Hyrule, now open the sealed door and send the evil incarnation of darkness into the void of the evil realm. Which one might read as Ganon having transformed the sacred realm into the dark world back when Ocarina of Time was supposed to be the imprisoning war. Oi, the timeline was so much simpler back then. Yep. The Japanese version, translated via uh, the subreddit TrueZelda user Mito128. Ancient gods who created Hyrule, open the sealed door now and entomb the evil incarnation of darkness beyond the realm of the dead. Beyond the realm of the dead. Beyond it? Beyond the realm of the dead. So it's like the gap. Anyway, I'm going to finish now. The ones in the imprisoning war just locked him in the sacred realm, of course, but this makes it seem like he might just end up in the twilight realm either way. Or beyond it, I guess. I'm mostly just bringing this up because there was a lot of talk about Ganon being sealed away in this episode, and figured that this might be useful. Well, thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Beyond the realm of the dead sounds a lot like the gap between dimensions, but also the sacred realm could just be beyond the realm of the dead. Yeah, that's a very interesting afterlife. Yeah, no, it's beyond the realm. Yeah, no, I mean like... The afterlife the, comes... There's with, a little map of the afterlife and then past the area where the dead gather is the sacred realm. Monica, how familiar are you with Dante Alighieri's uh, Divine Comedy and the spheres of the afterlife? Sufficiently. Yeah. Is that what you're envisioning here? Yes. Oh well, right. no, I've like... This is Paradiso. If, if you've taken any sort of like myth or classics 
high school course. Well, I'm not we saying... We had to draw them out. This wasn't for your sake. This okay. was for the listeners. Yes. I know that you're familiar with Paradiso. Are you sure? Yes. God. I'm not really. Uh, you're familiar enough. Fucking Rand McNally collection. We had there. to make our little underworld in high school. Okay, hold on. I'm going to open this. Perhaps up. the beyond is where Phantom Ganon came from. The evil spirit from beyond. That could make a certain amount of sense. Didn't Ganondorf say that he created it? Hmm. He banished it, though. Yeah, he did banish it, but he still created it. And we do take the ink. We established at a certain point that we have to take the English text for what it is. We're dealing with the English version of the canon. Yes. Yes. We we can't account for all different versions. But still, that was a cool email. Uh, where do we go next, Crystal? Uh, let's read Chacal's. No, let's read Caleb's. Okay. Yeah. I'll do the honors. Okay. Huh. Ganon, the god of the demons. Dearest Book of Medora team, I'm developing some thoughts on Ganon, and I would love your thoughts on it. To understand the theory fully, we must look at the we must look at real world theology. In Christian theology, we believe in the divinity and deity of Christ, and Scripture says that God took the form of man. In other words, Christ is pre-existent. Also, there are multiple names in Hebrew that bear the name of God. For example, when Jacob was renamed Israel, which is derived from two words, Sarah and El, the latter being a name of God, Beth El, Samuel, Emmanuel. What I propose is something similar to Ganon. Uh, sorry, sim- similar for Ganon. There's a line spoken by Urbosa in which she states that Ganon took the form of Grudo. There are two conclusions we can draw from this. One, Urbosa either believes Ganondorf was not a true Grudo, or Grudo have disowned Ganondorf. Or, two, Ganon existed before his Grudo form. The first I don't find overly compelling. However, the second could have some major implications on how we view Ganon. You sound like you want to say something, Crystal. No, no, let Monica finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it possible that Ganon is not a god dissimilar to Hylia herself? What if Ganon is the name of the god of the demons, and Ganondorf is the name taken when Ganon took the form of the Gerudo, so he could wield the Triforce, as we know gods cannot wield it? Demise is nothing more than a major demon, albeit powerful, who does the bidding of Ganon, the god of the demons. When Demise falls, sorry, fails, I'm sorry tripping over this email, Ganon must take the form of a being that can wield the Triforce and give up deity in favor of something far more powerful. He chose the Grudo as the vessel in which he would carry out this plan and took the form of Grudo as Ganondorf. This would allow Ganon to wage war with the Hyrulean royal family and spark the civil war that left Ocarina of Time Lincoln orphan. I imagine this war was sparked by the assassination of the Queen of Hyrule, the linchpin that keeps the power of evil at bay. This would have been required for Ganondorf to enter the Sacred Realm and take the Triforce. However, the Gerudo lose the war and the king unites the kingdom. Gandorf pledges fake fealty to the king and sets in motion the events of Ocarina of Time. I think this reading is consistent with Ganon's motivations, ultimate power. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. P.S. This podcast has reinvigorated my love for this series. You three have added another layer of joy to a series that I already love. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, that's very Thank you, Caleb. That's very nice. Is Ganon like Logos the word? Okay, you're going to have to expand on that. Well, uh, you know, Christ is pre-existent. John 1.1 1, 1 is, 
in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god oh there are definitely some sects of christianity who would argue that christ is not pre-existent but it is the mainstream creeds generally accept the pre-existence of the christ I go, I, i'm sorry go on is gan like logos the word as you are the person who is the most cavalier about grafting an Abrahamic understanding of the universe onto the Legend of Zelda, I do want to hear your thoughts on this. Well, Demise is a being that has conquered time itself. Okay. So you could consider him to be pre-existent. I do think we need to be very uh, particular on how we use the word God, because we have a hard definition of God, which is someone that can't use the Triforce. Yes, we do. Demise presumably can, as he is a demon king. Yeah, we think. We're not sure on it, but we think so. So he is like unto a god, but he fails the the god test. Theoretically. The thing is, it's possible that it's only the spirits of good knew that about the Triforce, and Demise couldn't have done anything with the Triforce anyway. They probably shouldn't have worked so hard to keep him from getting it. (laughs) He's like a classical dragon. He wants the treasure, but can't do anything with it. Also the virgins. So, so in this, is there a trinity? There's Ganon, the, the the god spirit. Then there's Ganondorf, the mortal. Oh, I thought you were going to say the evil, the goddess, and the hero. No, we're, we're talking about the trinity of Ganon. Oh, lord. Okay, this is fun because Monica has been raised agnostic. So her understanding of Christianity is extremely pop culture. I'm making a trinity over here. And and I'm not entirely pop culture. I actually did read the thing. Which thing? The the Testament. Which one? Uh, Mostly the new one. Some of the old one. Bits and pieces. Back and forth. But like, you know, what's the third piece? Is there a third piece to this trinity? The calamity. Is the calamity not? Demise Ganon Ganondorf. But this this version is reading Demise as being like an emissary of the true Ganon. John? No, oh, God in heaven. Well, you're the one who's, who's said, like, you know, Gan- Ganon is the shape of evil. Yes. All, all evil ultimately grows into the shape of Ganon. You might say that Ganon is an underlying state or underlying substance and is the fundamental reality that supports all else. Or, in other words, a hypostasis. Okay, why did you lead so hard into trying to throw out hypostasis? Well, because that is the word used to describe the three persons of God. I see. Okay, no. Um, I th- I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say okay, but. Or okay and also. So call back to one of our other listener emails from a thousand years ago um the thing is i reject the idea of crafting an abrahamic reading onto the zelda universe in the first place because the greater understanding of zelda cosmology has to come from the fact that its storytelling is like not very abrahamic in the first place the way that its gods are set up is a lot more like certain forms of buddhism or shintoism borrowing from hinduism in a lot of places it's not a very abrahamic setting it is not i i have put forth in the past that the hero is not a single reincarnated soul it is a person who makes themselves into what the hero has to be 
they become the hero. They transform their soul into the soul that a hero can have. And I think, and you're right, I have put forth before that Ganon works much the same way. Everything strives to be Ganon because Ganon is the ultimate form of evil in this world. Not so much an underlying principle of what things can be but a platonic ideal of evil if you want to couch it in western thought you always prefer your evils and goods to be people first absolutely i do too and i think that works a lot better when you read the series because ganon becomes something very akin to a god but i think that first he had to be a man but that's just how i reads him i, I like ganondorf Gandor's cool. That's all I got. Can we squeeze in one more question? One more question. Yeah. Let's take uh, Chacal's. All right. From Chacal. Hello, crew. Listening to the bonus episode on Hyrule Warriors and thought I'd give my interpretation slash defense of the whole Impa doesn't recognize Zelda slash better call out Sheik slash etc. situation. For me, these scenes solidified a thought I had back in the Ocarina of Time game, that the disguise of Sheik wasn't just an outfit and attitude. Rather, through the power of the Triforce of Wisdom, while Zelda wears that costume, it is impossible for any to recognize her as Zelda. That knowledge, or wisdom, is locked away. This is why we've only seen her don the costume when she possessed the Triforce of Wisdom. It also explains Impa's behavior, as she doesn't know who this Sheik is or where they came from, but she cannot help but accept that Sheik is a Sheikah. This is incongruous enough that Sheik can call out Sheik on, okay, something messed up is going on, what is it? It's why she quizzes Sheik, trying to find some way around the mental blocks in place. It also explains why, back in Ocarina of Time, why Ganon could never put together that Sheik was Zelda. And to cover the obvious point, yes, Sheik loses the Triforce of Wisdom, but I'm interpreting that the effect continues until she removes the costume. She would not be able to resume bring Sheik without reacquiring the Triforce of Wisdom. Huh. I like the idea of the Triforce of Wisdom being used to lock away the possibility of attaining certain knowledge. That's really like cool. A like a word you can't quite remember. I think that that's a very cogent reading of the events in Ocarina of Time, where Zelda, like, if you read Zelda as using the Triforce of Wisdom to hide herself from Ganon so that she can't be detected until she removes the disguise, that fits mechanically with how the whole thing works. But it does, I don't know if it holds up, though, because Link seems to really suspect something's up, and Impa seems to know what's going on in the text. Impa does actually know what's going on, yes. yes. In Ocarina of Time. Yes. But in Hyrule Warriors, she has no idea what's going on with this Sheik the Sheikah. Sheik the Sheikah. <laughs> we were just Frenchy talking. the Frenchman. Frenchy the Frenchman. Oh. <laughs> Frenchy the Frenchman doing like a really exaggerated Pepe Le Pew accent. Oh, no. Uh, I, I am a legitimate Frenchman. <laughs> Those should know me. I am Frenchy. God, I just, I know this guy is French, but where'd he come from? It's like the Quebecois over there, like, I know this motherfucker ain't for real, but I can't put my finger on why. His accent is flawless. I'm going to keep an eye on this Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, it's killing me. It's killing me inside. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. 
Thank, th- thank you for the email, Shikal. Thanks, Shikal. Sheik the sheik. <laughs> that's the that's the whole that's the whole thing about uh, it's the whole thing about Hyrule Warriors. I think if I had to describe Hyrule Warriors in three words, it would be Sheik the Sheikah. Where can people send us those more questions, more emails? You can send emails to Book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. You may also send questions to myself or Crystal on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at CamWriter. That's where people can find you online on Twitter at CamWriter. You can find me online at ArcaneCrystal, patreon.com slash ArcaneCrystal, where you can get this and other podcasts early and some exclusive podcasts from time to time. Ooh. Uh, and furthermore, you can go to audioentropy.com and check out some different podcasts like Teenagers with Attitude, All Along the Watchtower, Digimon, the Digital Moncast, Let's Steal a Podcast, and... Let me tell you about Homestuck. There's a lot to cover in Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. It's, yeah, they did. It's, it's so much they did it three times. Oh. Well, the time has come to find a Zelda joke. <laughs> can we, can we like, make one? Have you got anything yeah. in the... No, I used up the Sia joke in the last Damn one. Damn it. Okay, um... God, that Sia joke is the one that I was going to use. See, Sia... Yep, we did Sia later. <laughs> There's gotta be another one. See, see, as a versatile name, hmm. I uh, <laughs> we're, we're completely dry. We can't. There's nothing left. There's okay, 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 okay. Um, warriors, Muso. Uh, more like. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Shit. Insert Zelda joke here. I can't do that. I guess I could just, like, have the credits theme drown us out while we're still trying to come up with one. Or Crystal and I can laugh right now, and then you can edit in <laughs> the joke. No, that doesn't work. Your fake laugh is terrible. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Oh. Oh. Remember when Alexas were laughing? Yeah. What was up with that, anyway? I don't know. You know, it's weird. But because of all the... Have you seen that new footage for the Resident Evil 2 remake where they showed that Tofu's in the game? No. Tofu is back. Okay. Okay, you're not familiar with that. Um, No. In the original Resident Evil 2, if you beat the game really fast, you unlocked a special mode that I think was called The Last Survivor or something, where you played as this big, untextured white block named Tofu. 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 And they've brought that mode back for the Resident Evil 2 remake, only it's really lovingly textured, so it looks like a big block of tofu, and it's actually really unsettling. And when the zombies bite tofu, they take off parts of its model. Hmm. Because zombies also really enjoy tofu. Oh, I got a joke. Okay. I tried to look for a Zelda joke, but the majority... Of them are off. Yeah! <laughs> uh, we're free! We're free! free. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Praise be to Crystal. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.